I wish I wish it was gargoyle geckos with that bright that deep red. Beautiful. Mm. I wish I could just pluck that and put it on some crested geckos. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to the Gecko Cove Connection. My name is Bobby, and in today's episode, I have the pleasure of introducing Sam from Sostic Reptiles. You've probably seen him on YouTube doing his hand modeling videos, walking geckos from hand to hand. It's very mesmerizing, but you typically don't get to see his face. So in today's interview, you'll actually get to see who Sam is while also learning from him about crested geckos, his experience with gargoyle geckos, and how he shares a ton of fantastic information about these geckos on YouTube. So if that sounds interesting to you, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Gecko Cove. Welcome everybody. I am so excited today to have Sam from Sostic Geckos with me. Uh, I've been uh, chatting back and forth with Sam uh, about just some ideas of YouTube channels and geckos just for a little bit, not too long, but Sam's been an amazing guy answering some questions and giving me some ideas. And uh, I, I just threw an idea out there to have him on the show and he's been gracious to say yes. So welcome, Sam. Thank you so much for coming on. I, I, I can't believe you said yes. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for asking me. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll throw you a real easy softball question to start out. You know, the one that everybody gets asked. I, what got you into reptiles? What, what was your journey like? Did you start as a little kid? Did you not kind of find them till you were older? What was that story like? No, for sure. I really started out with fish, actually, which I think ah. is a common leeway into reptiles. Absolutely. So I was obsessed with goldfish for a long time. And so that kind of transitioned into other fish. And then maybe I got like some anoles, and then that's how I really got into reptiles down the road. Okay. Well, I, I don't know if many people know this, but I actually was a huge fish guy for a while. So I might have to pick your brain about that before we jump back into really? reptiles. Yeah, I actually, uh, I kept fish. I probably, when I first met my wife about eight years ago, um, that was one thing I had. I had a, a fish tank and I kind of blew up that hobby first. Uh, I probably should have gone into geckos at that time because I'd be a lot farther along. But yeah. I ended up with, um, I did some Ranchu uh, goldfish. I really liked those and some of the Arandas. Um, and that led me into flower horns, which I got a really, cool. I, I got I to gotta put a picture up right here of this. Uh, I, they called it a 9.9 .9 King Kampha. The thing was massive. It was a big water puppy dog in a 120 mm. gallon tank. Um, Dang. But yeah, I, I've had everything from tiger barbs to mollies, angelfish. And right now I just started dipping my toe into, uh, I don't have any freshwater tanks now, but I do have one saltwater 20 gallon tank that oh, uh, nice. I'm playing around with. So I've got, you know, for my kids, I've got a little Nemo fish. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, so, so you got into the goldfish though. Yeah, I loved goldfish and koi. And so I actually convinced my parents to build a pond in our backyard uh, at the time. Oh, it was awesome. only a little, like maybe 200 gallon. So I couldn't have real big goldfish in there, but I loved goldfish and just any freshwater fish in general, to be honest. So yeah, that's really what segued me into geckos and reptiles. Very cool. Well, I know when I kind of was thinking about getting a reptile, uh, the one I first got was a bearded dragon because I'm like, I love these fish, but you can't take a fish out of the water, right? right. You can't hold it. Was that kind of mm -hmm. your mentality too? 
Yeah, a little bit. And, you know, over time, you just kind of want something you can at least hold would be nice. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, and just, you know, kind of you're in the fish store, maybe, and you see the reptiles near them. You're like, oh, what's that? That looks kind of cool. And then you're like, can I get that? And so it started definitely young, too. They're all in a tank. It's the same thing, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So... When what when did that transition into geckos for you or other reptiles? Where'd you start? So I kind of started with anoles, um, pretty easy to keep. That was maybe when I was like ten years old or so. Um, mm-hmm. They don't live. I don't think they live very long. Mine yeah. I only had a couple years, and they were kind of hard to take care of. And then after that, I got into leopard geckos, and I had quite a few of those. Maybe when I was thirteen, fourteen ish, I had nice. six or seven. And then the crested geckos really started in 2017 for me. So, oh, okay, very cool. It's been a couple of years now, but very nice. Okay, it's funny. 2017. The older you get, like time just sort of like speeds up. And so 2017 yeah. seems like yesterday to me, right? But it, it's yeah. it's been a been a hot minute. And so yeah, yeah right. Um, but so you, you started with your first crested gecko. What did that crested gecko look like? What kind did you get? It was just a basic flame from Pangea. Uh, very cool kind of like uh, dark uh, sides with a nice orange top. Uh, very nice. Really pretty gecko. Very liked it. Really liked it. So you started off with some quality going to Pangea. Nice. Oh, like yeah. That. High-end stuff. Nice. <laughs> the, the, back in that time, they used to sell ones that were like, individually pictured Mm -hmm. too. So that was nice. Oh, okay. Very nice. Do you remember how much that gecko costs, if you don't mind me asking? Yes. uh, With shipping, it was $90. (laughs) So it was like probably a $50 gecko. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, heck, what is it? Petco's $60 now? Yeah, at least. For a crescent gecko? Yeah. Yeah, I actually worked at a Petco and a PetSmart uh, after college while I was in grad school. I was a professional dog trainer. Um, nice. So I'd just extra hours, I'd get there and take my dog. And uh, yeah, that's where I first saw crested geckos, but they were not a nice flame. It was the buckskin, you yeah. know, uh, they really weren't handled. So they were super jumpy. So that was my first like small introduction uh, back in the day. But you had a way better introduction, so I think that's why you started a little bit before me. Um, yeah. <laughs> did you start going to like any local shows after that? How did you get addicted? So what was that story like? Well, How did it, I guess it kind of all started really with um, – there was a YouTube show back in the day called Snake Bites TV. Yeah. So this was uh, Brian Barcheck's show, and at the time they just did, did like kind of funny skits and stuff. And I always knew I wanted to – breed something. And so I thought it was going to be snakes, actually, all pythons. But Interesting. I had one of those. It was okay. It was cool. I didn't like feeding it the mice as much. But mm-hmm. once I discovered crested geckos, that's kind of really where it took off. And so I didn't really go to any shows in my area. Still to this day, I've only been to maybe two or three. We don't in Wisconsin. Okay. There's no real big ones. There's um one that kind of travels the area locally. But other than that, the biggest show that's close to me is Tinley, which I like to get to sometime. Nice. Yeah, I, I'm definitely a little closer than you are to Tinley. Uh, you could probably come see me on the way there. Yeah. Uh, but do you guys have like what the show me reptile show, I think? 
Yeah, that Wisconsin. one's a little bit uh, south of me. I think down by the yeah. Milwaukee area. Yeah, yeah, closer to me too. Um, so, which is nice. I'm right in between Chicago and Milwaukee, so I get. I, oh, I'm actually nice. a cheesehead, by the way. I don't know if you're a big really? football guy. Yeah, I grew up. Uh, so, so don't don't unsubscribe. I'm sorry if I, <laughs> you know, pissed off all the Bear fans. My wife's a Bear fan. But yeah, uh, yeah I'm definitely a cheesehead. Uh, but that's another podcast, so we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm definitely a, a Wisconsin boy trapped in Illinois, uh, for yeah. sure. Uh, so okay, you, you haven't been to a ton of shows. You, you were thinking about breeding uh, because you were you were looking at Snake Snake Bites TV. I mean, I remember watching that. That yeah, he's such an OG, you know. And I hope I hope he he gets better. And, he, yeah. you know, he's doing a great job fighting the fight and, and uh, I wish him the very best. So, uh, Brian, if you're watching, we're, we're praying for you, man. Um, but with that, you realize ball pythons weren't your thing. When did you buy your second one? How, how long did it take you for the bug to kind of set in? Well, I would say that was so I got my first one, I think, in September of 2017. And I want to say I got my second and third probably in November of 2017 as well. So not very yeah, didn't long, take long at all. No. There, well, I had had, you know, such a wide range of animals, like mm -hmm. leopard geckos and snakes. And you could just kind of tell it was like, this is the animal I'm going to work with. These are great. I love them. Easy to yeah. care for. So I just, I kind of knew. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, and they're, I mean, we all know at this point they're, they're relatively easy to breed. So, you know, the, the reinforcement after you put some together, uh, you know, it definitely is a nice little high that you can get, uh, sure. to, to say, yep, this is the way to go. I, uh, so then did you start downsizing your other animals or do you still have any of those pets or did you kind of keep them forever? Yeah. So during that time, I kind of started to realize crested geckos were going to be what I did. So I believe I still had my ball python and I had Kenyan sand boas too, which oh, were pretty cool. cool. Those are nice. Yeah. Um, and then I had, I think I, by that time I had uh, gotten rid of all my leopard geckos, but yeah, I started kind of decreasing those and kind of selling them off here and there and getting more crested geckos as a result. So, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, definitely sold off. I had, I had just before I got into gargoyles, um, I had just gotten a trio of collared lizards because I thought they'd be a cool alternative to bearded dragons. Sure. Um, if you work with them, they're just as hand tame. They're smaller. They don't brumate nearly as much. Um, and so I'm like, oh, these are awesome. And I still love them. I probably still want to get them one day. But my thing is, is I'm like, I got to go all in on these because these guys aren't cheap. You know, yeah. I, especially when I came into the market in 2020, I didn't oh, realize man. that there was, there were days where there was $50 for a gecko. <laughs> yeah. Those days were long gone by then. Yeah, definitely long gone. So, and I, I wanted to start with some quality stuff. Um, so, you know, you do what you have to do. I, so, okay. You, you started getting into breeding them. You started acquiring new geckos. I, uh, when did you find your first, uh, cause you're kind of known for your red. Uh, phantoms. I uh, I don't even know when red phantoms came on the scene, but when did when did you start acquiring those? Was that later on in your career? Uh, actually, the second gecko I bought was a red phantom. It oh, was nice. a female. Okay. They'd been out for long before me, probably since the beginning. Um, but yeah, the second one I got was a red phantom, and so I kind of always had her. Um, and then that following year, 2018, is when I started getting more and working with them. 
So it's awesome. pretty much been since the beginning. It wasn't my first pair, but it was my, it would be like my second and third. So yeah, close enough. Yeah. Yeah. And you've definitely been refining those. They, they look amazing from what I see. Um, Thank you. So I keep referring to what I'm, I'm seeing, right? Obviously you're on YouTube. Uh, this, your people are watching this on YouTube, but like you, you've been on way longer than I've ever considered it. I've been watching you for years and yeah. uh, just eating up your content like crazy. So you're welcome. Uh, Thank but, you. <laughs> uh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, but no, I, what made you think about starting a YouTube channel? I mean, I always binge this stuff. I've been binging this and dog training videos and things here and there. I go down the rabbit hole of different hobbies, fish, but yeah. I, I never had the guts to do it until now. What inspired you and moved you to actually start your channel? Well, this might not be a well-known fact. I've mentioned it a couple times, but I actually had a YouTube channel that was bigger prior to SoSick where I made really yeah i made gaming videos on that so um, oh cool this actually next year 2024 will be 10 years of me consistently making youtube videos so, that's amazing thank you wow i i had no idea all right so are you still making gaming videos and grass and gecko videos or have you just transitioned yeah so i started those the gaming videos in 2014 when i was mm -hmm. 13 and I stopped oh, nice. when I was 17 in 2017. And then I just like left that channel, just completely quit pretty much and started mm -hmm. doing gecko videos, no following, nothing, just it's what I wanted to do. So that's awesome. I mean, and let's be honest here. You've become the most famous hand model in all of the <laughs> gecko world. I mean, right. you're almost as famous as PJ Pruitt from uh, Zoolander. You know, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. So you got those puppies insured? Oh yeah, nice and soft, <laughs> buttered up, ready to go. There you go. Got to get a manicure before every video. Oh, I, yeah. I joke, but them. you know, I, I honestly, when I, you were actually the biggest inspiration for me to just suck it up and make my first video and post it, because I'm like, okay. I'm not camera shy per se, you know, I'm, I'm more of an extrovert, but you know, the first time you put it out on YouTube, there's a difference between a small group, even a, a large group in person and having something permanently out there. Right. And so I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. Let's do a hand video, right? Like Sam. Nice. And I'm going to go and I just had, you know, I've got this little box behind me and there's a cutout up top. I just put my cell phone, no audio equipment, no lighting equipment other than the box. And I just kind of showed my geckos. And I don't think I did nearly a good, as good of a job as you, but you were the inspiration, my friend. So thank, thank you. you for well, that. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. So we can go back and watch those and laugh at me. Um, but, yeah. uh, you know, the geckos look nice. So at least that, that works. They sure do. And you Very get close-ups. Cool. Yeah. So, okay. What made you then just jump straight into the gecko, like leave the video games and go straight into the geckos? Well, I guess it was two things really. Um, mm -hmm. at that time, YouTube AdSense wasn't paying as well. And I know that's kind of a touchy subject, but, um, yeah. that channel was more popular. I, I had about, uh, 60,000 subs on that before I left. Okay. But I was just, I'd been doing that for a couple of years, posting a lot more videos than I do with geckos. And I just got so tired of making gaming videos and mm -hmm. 
I just couldn't do it anymore. And it, I don't know. Um, it was nice cause it was kind of like high school. Yeah, basically. And it was kind of like my yeah. high school job in a way. Uh, okay. but I really just wanted to make gecko content cause I liked geckos and I liked, um, I guess kind of educating, but also just documenting what I was going to do with them. Yeah. And so that kind of gave me the inspiration from it. And I had seen some other channels that were kind of doing stuff similar, but maybe not quite what I would want to see. So I was like, mm -hmm. I could probably do that if I wanted to. That's awesome. Yeah. You're doing a great job. Um, honestly, I'm impressed. How long? So you've been doing this channel for how many years exactly? I'm bad at math. Okay. So this channel would be for six years this year, 2017 okay. to 2023. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, you're well past your second year of, uh, you know, school again. You got it. Yeah. I, I see everything in four years cause I, I work in a high school, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. but, uh, I, but you've, you been doing this for six years. Have you always consistently put out, what, what do you put out one video a week, two videos a week? I'm only doing actually two videos a month, one every other week. Oh, okay. So Very that's cool. actually, I wouldn't recommend doing that. No. Okay. What would you recommend for someone just starting out? How many videos I would a week say for you like, really wanted to go? I would say for like our kind of type of content, I would probably yeah. do at least one a week or one every like five or six days if you're trying sure. to get like the best growth. But one, two a month is really not that many. But yeah, well, it's enough to build an arc, you know, a collection of them after six years for sure. Yeah, that's true. Um, it really compounds. It does, you know, they add up quickly, uh, it, but it's a lot of work. I mean, a lot of work goes into these videos. Where do you get your ideas and inspiration, especially after six years? I mean, looking back, I looked back at your catalog and a lot of your first few videos were, were things that I had originally thought of, you know, like, you know, the basic care of a crested gecko and a basic enclosure setup, you know, so after you get past that initial like how to video, how do you come up with all these creative ideas? Cause you do have some creative ideas, my friend. Uh, I, th I think that, well, thank you first. But yeah. Also, I think there's a couple, I have a running list of things that I maybe hear like on another show, like something they might've just quickly mentioned. And I'm like, oh, that'd make a interesting video. So I have that running list. And then also you can kind of, if you've been doing it for a while, I don't want to say recycle, but you can kind of recycle some of your old stuff yeah. because not everybody who is subscribed to me now probably saw all my old videos. And if they're relevant, maybe I learned something in the time that it's been like, say, five, four years old videos. I mean, I've definitely learned stuff on a lot of that since then. So it's a sure. good I can repeat. Um, but yeah, I would say those are the main two, just hearing things that's going on and kind of thinking about other things that I would like to see as well. Yeah, I think that's what's nice about this sort of content is that, you know, I can tell that when you're really in the hobby, like you are right, you're not just making gecko content, you're taking care of these geckos, you're working with them every day. You know, this is stuff that you probably want to know that you're just yeah. sharing with us. And that's what I love about this community. It's not, you know, I'm going to review this, this tech item because I just want to make some extra money. It's, right. you know, I'm doing this because I want to share my knowledge and Hey, if YouTube throws me a few bones, that's great. But most of us are so small that, you know, it, it's not as much, you know? Um, right. plus it costs money to make some of these videos, just the time it takes. Like how, how long does it typically take you to shoot a video, let alone edit it? Well, 
typically the longest part is me trying to talk coherently for amount of time. I tend to stutter and it's like, okay, restart, restart, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I do have an archive built up of gecko footage now. So some of it might be from multiple videos if people haven't noticed. Oh, okay. I mean, I have like, that's a trick. A hundred gecko videos. So I don't always shoot new hand modeling videos every time I'm recording. All right, my, my world has just crashed right there. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna now try to look for patterns in your videos. Uh oh, that's crazy. Released yep. You released it here. Okay, so everybody, let's let's find which video. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, that that's smart though. I mean, because a lot of your content that I've seen, it, you know, the geckos are fun to watch. I mean, let's, they're kind of mesmerizing. Uh, it's yeah. it's kind of like just watching, you know, water move and kind of things. And but we're all interested in geckos, so they're watching the geckos. But right. your magic is what you're saying, and and you know, going back to what you're saying, how you have to record things multiple times. The very first video <laughs> intro I did. I mean, I'm talking a 30 second intro, right? Oh man, I feel bad for my wife. She's like, you said that so many times <laughs> like 50 times she goes just walk away walk away just yeah. before and do it again later on and my my uh four-year-old was hilarious he literally the next day gets into my chair that i'm sitting in right now looks at my computer and goes welcome to gecko cove and i'm like <laughs> oh man did i say it that many times that my four-year-old picked up on it yeah so that's funny perfect it, you know example you don't have to be perfect doing this, right? You just kind of right. get your way through it and thank God for editing. Woo! So, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Very cool. Um, so, okay, you're coming up with all these different ideas. Um, you know, we talked earlier about me jumping into this game a little bit. Now I'm doing the podcast with you and, and you know, other breeders and content creators. And with that, you know, that's one side of it, but I'm really focusing in on the gargoyle geckos. And one thing, when we first started talking, I asked you advice because you specifically target uh, crested geckos. You really don't go very far off. I think you had two gargoyle gecko videos, if I'm not mistaken, yep, which probably. I probably watched a few times each, but uh, <laughs> I wanted to see how they grew. Uh, yeah. But with that, do you feel like there's a space for people like me who are, are trying to jump into all the, the geckos that kind of get ignored, the gargoyles, the chewies, you know, there's some lychee people, but nobody specifically about lychees. Uh, where do you see the YouTube space given that you've, you've had now two successful channels? Thank you. Um, yeah, I think that the opportunity for yourself and other people who wanted to make specific content for specific animals or reptiles have a, high likelihood of being successful if they stick with it because they're like you said there is not really anybody in the space who's doing very specific content for those animals Mm -hmm. and so anyone who comes into that area i think has a high likelihood to succeed well i hope so i hope you're right you know i'll i'll take your uh prediction on the stock market there (laughs) i run with it (laughs) so it's good you know, and I, I'm looking at, you know, I've only been really, really trying for probably about two and a half months with this, right? Um, one thing I'm wondering as someone starting out, 
when did you start seeing the growth? You know, right now I've got close to 300 subscribers and every mm -hmm. video I get, you know, 10 here, you know, when I first started out, it was like a hundred right away. And then it's been slow to, to gain to 300. Um, and I just, I don't mind the steady growth. I love it. I think I'm getting some really quality viewers, uh, some great feedback and comments, but when do you, when did you see that your channels kind of just took it from the slow grow to the jump? Cause I always hear about that. I hear that, yeah. you know, you don't know when it's going to happen, but like on average, when, when do you think, when can I expect that? <laughs> well, I would say it's hard to predict a specific time that it might happen. Right. But I think that if you're consistent in what you make, what what's actually happened to me both times now on both of my channels is that there's just that one video for whatever reason that does a lot better than the rest and gets a lot of views. And that's usually mm -hmm. where you'll see your first like big explosion in subscribers. And then you can see, okay, people really liked this specific thing, whatever it was. And then so you try and take that and do it again and again and again. And then hopefully those videos continually bump you up in time. But it's just, it can take time. I mean, I got lucky yeah. on my SoStick channel that it happened earlier on, but. It did? Awesome. Now, do you remember the video that did that for you? Yes. I know what your actually, most popular video is. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. I think it's the feeding one right now. It's the feeding one. Yeah. I think it's like um, 80,000 views. Yes. And actually the, I would say the, there's three videos that really blew me up and I have them all privated. They weren't, I guess, ah. videos I was proud of or good that I thought were good. And so looking back on them, it was like, nah, these, these gotta go, which is a good, <laughs> um, it's a good thing that you're evolving. Yeah. And that's something that you'll probably encounter too over time is you'll look back at something you made and you'll be like, probably shouldn't have posted this, or maybe I should have said it a different way or, yeah. you know, did something differently. And that's one of the struggles I have with YouTube videos. Um, it's just like, could you have made it better, said it differently, you know, done things differently. Yep. And unlike real life, you, you can sort of take it back with a YouTube video, right? Yeah. So <laughs> that's nice. So, yeah. It, well, I mean, I, not many people know this. Uh, probably the first 10 subscribers to my channel know that my channel was not about geckos initially. I don't know if you know this. Oh, I didn't um, know this. Yeah. So this channel was actually created right before COVID started. I, I actually did a ketogenic cooking channel. I had three episodes up and uh, really? yeah. Yep. And so I have those still on this channel. I just privated them because they have nothing to do with geckos. Um, yeah. But I still have them. And I, I look back and I go, I didn't do horrible. But, you know, I, I, I the one thing that I, I did want to take off was my son because I had him in every video and he was only mm. like a year old. And I'm like, yeah, we'll keep him private now. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I'll probably look back at my hand modeling videos and go, what was I doing? But <laughs> yep. what are you sometimes, do? yeah, that's okay. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. What do you think about? Okay, so you think that there's a chance for people with other niches? What about right now the crested gecko market, both in the market just selling and breeding them? You hear a lot of people say the word saturated. I don't know how you feel about that, but 
the YouTube content as well, I could say saturated a little bit as well. Um, do you think that anybody coming into YouTube, and you could also talk about the market too in a little bit, but I, do you think that Crested Geckos are a good bet for someone who's starting from zero? I actually think that it could be, yes, because I came from, before I had the uh, Gecko channel and I did my gaming, that was highly competitive. I mean, I don't know if you're into any games. I'm not so much anymore, but I mean, there's Used thousands, be, yeah. hundreds of thousands of people making gaming videos every day. So I was like, that's a super competitive space. But when I think about Gecko videos or, or Crested Gecko specifically, there's probably, at least that I know of, maybe like, 10 kind of channels that are really into it. I'm sure there's yeah. smaller ones that I don't see, but that's not, that's nothing. I mean, it's not a huge amount. You're right. The market for geckos though is also much smaller or gecko content. I should say mm -hmm. compared to video games, but I think, I think it's possible. I think it is possible for crested geckos, highly possible for the other morphs or other reptiles that we talked about. Yeah, yep. for sure. Um, as far as the Crested Gecko market saturation, that's a good topic. Um, something I've been kind of talking about a little bit, and it's been more yeah, on my yeah. mind lately. I've heard a lot about, I've heard a lot about it lately, and I think there is truth to that. It's something I've been actually, I kind of like numbers and stuff. I don't know if you've seen any of the mm -hmm. pricing videos I've done and stuff, but like I said, uh, I. It's one of the fun things about doing this right now. And so I, I don't know if you, you get this. I kind of geek out. You're like a mini celebrity to me. And so I, I <laughs> you know, I've seen so many of your videos that it's like talking to people that don't seem real. And yeah. then you are, you are real. So I, I uh, yeah. You're too nice. yeah, so I've seen it. <laughs> okay. Well, so um, this is something I kind of saw coming. So I've been tracking actually how many have been for sale on Morph Market at any given time. Yeah. And so I started back in 2021 tracking this and there's actually more than three times the amount for sale in just two years now wow. than there was two years ago. There was about 1500 at any given time um, mm -hmm. back in like 2021 and now there's over 5,000. So that's... It's more that's saturated. Tough. Yeah. Yeah, for it's sure. A, you can, but people are also leaving the hobby right now. You know, because people just can't either afford it. I think we're getting a, a, both a trickle in and a trickle out, right? It's sure. never just one or the other. Um, but I think when, yeah, like you say, anytime you have supply and demand, when you have that much more supply, well, yeah. do we have that demand? You tell me. What are you seeing? I would say that it will get better for sure. Oh, yeah. I think it'll, you know, it was super high and now it feels super low, but it will kind of regulate somewhere in the middle. What that looks like is hard to say, especially because the amount of geckos available now is just so much more than it was mm -hmm. that I don't, I don't, I'd be lying if I said I knew what was going to happen, but I think demand yeah. is still, it's all right. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Just it's, and I think it, it's just okay right now, but I think because we're at a low, right? Yeah. And you know, whether I just listen to other podcasts or YouTube channels or just talk to other people that I know have, have geckos, you know, everybody keeps talking about these waves up and down. You're going to get that, right? And it's almost a three-year cycle where you get people because of how long it takes to get breeders up and going and then 
you know, do, do they really want to do this once you get X amount of babies? And I mean, just to put the enclosures together costs money. People don't realize that. I don't care if it's right. a six quart tub. Um, but with that, you know, you know, with that cycle, where's that going to land? Plus the morphs coming into this make a big difference. It's not like you're dealing with the same geckos that we right. had three, four years ago. Now you've got, especially with crested geckos, you're getting all these new things coming out, the soft scales, the pixels, the, you know, um, obviously exanthics and stuff like that. So I don't know. Like you said, your guess is as good as mine, but it's kind of a fun ride as long as you're you're in it like the stock market where you're you're like, okay, I'm in for the long run yeah. and not, not for a quick buck. I, it can only go up from here. That's a good That's thing. That's good. Right. Yeah. So, and I definitely think too that, like you just said, people who are in it for the long run are going to be fine. But if you were in it to make a quick buck, you're probably really hurting, um, mm -hmm. depending on what you sold or didn't sell last year. And actually, I don't want to say too much because that's my next video coming out. But like some of those morphs oh, you were cool. mentioning, um, really, 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 really came down. Um, I don't yes. know if you're like super. Up to I've been watching pricing, but yep. yeah, so a lot of them are like eighty percent just from where they were last year, which is sad at one point, but also it was bound to happen. So it was bound to happen. I mean, we've been talking. I mean, you've been talking about this for years. I've been mentioning this to to people I, I I talk to, you know, privately. You saw it happening. I mean, we're we're all seeing, you know, the the. It's not just the gecko industry. This is just if you have to buy gas or groceries, you know what the, yeah. what's going on right now. <laughs> everything, um, everything, and everything's got a price hike. I remember when Pangea did their little price hike. You know, people were like, "Oh, really? We got to pay more for it?" Yeah, you didn't see that coming, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, again, like we said, we do it because we love these animals. It's not a quick buck. What I, I, most people I talk to, it, it really starts with, can I make this at least net neutral, right? With my revenue, can I, can they pay for themselves? Unlike the fish hobby, which never pays for itself. Yeah, that's losing. <laughs> Unless you're like, yeah, maybe some of the, those coral guys get it, you know, right. But uh, you're not yeah. going to make that money with Molly's. Um, yeah, it, it's just, a, it's, it's, you got to have a, the right mindset. And I think that the people who are in it for the long haul are going to be, here for a long time you know you see some of the old guys in the industry they've seen a lot of people come and go and they're the oh, ones yeah. just still having fun um and if you make an extra buck great you know the more power to you but right. uh it's not going to be as consistent as i think people want it to be so but yeah we'll see where it goes and i can't wait to see your video on it so everybody Thank go you. watch it that's yeah. right um, so going back to gargoyles, cause this is a, you know, as much as I love talking about crested geckos, I do need to kind of focus on that being a gargoyle gecko channel. Um, you did two geckos, uh, gargoyle gecko videos. Uh, I really liked it. Was it the pet smart one was your first one? Yeah. was your, that was my first yep. one. And then, uh, you did kind of like a, cause he wasn't growing or she wasn't growing very fast. And then you showed another year progression. Uh, how is that gecko? Do you still have it? So that gecko actually got very big, very nice. And very I liked nice. her a lot, but I didn't have any gargoyles. Obviously I do a lot of crested stuff. And so yeah, she's cool. And she was actually very nice for being a Petco animal. Um, so she's off at a good friend's. I don't have her anymore, um, but it's possible I might get some of her babies back. So I'm looking forward to that. 
Um, Very that was cool. kind of a special gecko to me. So. Very nice. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm sad you don't have any right now. We gotta we gotta fix that one way or another. Whether you get the babies yeah. or, or I hook you up with one, uh, we gotta get you back in the gargoyle game. I, I'm the same way. I had uh, a few crested geckos. I actually had a really really nice uh, uh, tricolor uh, from mm-hmm. uh, Boomer Geckos. Uh, pretty local to me. She's she's a fantastic uh, friend of mine, and I. Uh, she also produced a lily white baby. So I got two geckos from her. And as much as I loved them, I, I wanted to focus on these guys, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I ended up, you know, selling them when the, when the price was right back then. I'm kind of glad looking at the market that I sold them back out. then. I cashed out at the right time of those lily whites. Holy cow. Oh, yeah. It's like hitting the beanie. It was like hitting the Beanie Babies in the late nineties, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. thank God I got rid of that Princess Diane bear. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I but yeah. So it, it, you know, and I picked up another great gargoyle that I'm growing out right now. So everything worked out uh, for the best. But eventually, I want to I want to get back in the the gecko game or the crested gecko game. Honestly, the biggest reason why I'm actually interested in probably looking to buy in the next uh, year or so, once I start start getting some liquid cash, is uh, just the way that I feel with first-year gargoyle gecko breeding. One reason they, they we, I talk about with a lot of breeders for gargoyles, they don't produce as consistently, they don't produce as much. And so, you know, when it's your only gecko that you're, you're trying to pair up and you're like, all right, 60 days since the last time you laid eggs, you do. Okay, you're 30 days late and they're duds. Dang it. You know, it's oh. like, that's just happened to me. And I only have three breeders right now. Well, technically four. Uh, one just laid one egg. And uh, it's one of those things that I'm like, it, it's kind of a shot to my, my self-esteem. So I need that boost. I need that, yeah. that crested gecko boost. Because am I wrong? Are they more consistent? They're, if first year breeders can be tough. I'm sure with anything. Always. But once you get them in a couple of years, they're, I mean, they're pretty solid if they're healthy females. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not too familiar with guards. I've no basic care, but how, how many eggs would you say on average you get from a, well, again, this is just my very first year breeding. So yeah. my, you know, case study of one isn't very much, but I've gotten so far, I've got six babies hatched and I've got another eight babies in the incubator. And okay. that's all come from again, other than one egg, I'll come from three females that are all virgins. So they're all brand new babies or all new uh, breeding females this year. My males were all brand new. So that's probably why my production oh. is low. I would say the what I'm hearing is average is about every 60 days you'll get about, you know, you'll get your two eggs um, is, is pretty consistent for, for, you know, second, third year females nice. uh, for breeding. They're older than two or three years, obviously. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, I don't think it's nearly, you know, the, the eight to 10, right. That you can get from a crested gecko, maybe more. Yeah. I mean, I've had some, if I'm thinking about first year females specifically, it seems real hit or miss. Mm -hmm. I have some just like yours that maybe give me one good egg, give me no good eggs, but then I'll have like, I had one, um, that actually I think did like maybe 14 its first year. It's like, Whoa, okay. You got to you gotta chill out. Bro. You gotta slow that's down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot. Here's some calcium, kid. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised by that. Honestly, they're usually not that good. But yeah, like Fair ten, enough. eight, ten. 
So what are your biggest frustrations with crested geckos? Like what's the, you know, we always talk about the upside of keeping and breeding them, but like if you could change one thing or you just, you know, one thing that's kind of, uh, you know, some people don't talk about a lot. What's something that, that kind of you would like to see different or just frustrate you? Hmm. That's a good question. uh... It's what I do is I ask questions. (laughs) <laughs> mm, yeah that's a tough one you know honestly yeah i they're nearly a perfect pet i i, I hate to say it but i think they literally yeah. for me they're perfect i yeah since i've just had so many different things i think the new cow geckos in general are superior too. to a lot of animals um it's really hard for me to even pick anything out that would be a frustration i could say with the hobby in general maybe not the geckos themselves sure let's go with that one but I guess it would just be sometimes I see lots of I, it's in any hobby though drama. Yeah, I guess that'd be my cop out answer. Um, <laughs> just like in groups you, and stuff. And yeah, you hear about that a lot. You know, um, I, I hear about it a lot more. And I think it's it's the bigger the hobby gets, the more I, I don't want to say divisive, but kind of fragmented. You know, just like back in high school, how people had clicks. I oh, feel like yeah. people kind of get into clicks, and especially if there's an ideology where you have to say this kind of word that way, or you know, you have to keep them in this kind of enclosure. I mean, uh, I, how many videos have you had about the tubs behind you? You know, oh yeah, uh, just right. people's comments are you're either for the <laughs> those kind of enclosures or totally against them. You, right. There's no middle ground. So, yeah. and actually, that's a good thing to say if you're interested in creating content you or anyone else watching is that you know when you make so many videos people will form an opinion about you without ever talking to you Mm -hmm. like you know it's it's just bound to happen and um especially i try to avoid controversial super controversial things if they're if i know they're going to be smart bad um especially now that i've gotten older i it's sometimes hard because I think they'd make good video topics, but sure. it's also probably not the best thing to do. So it's very smart of you. Yes, you've definitely uh, matured in that way, right? Because yeah, I it's those are the easy clicks, right? To to say something off color or super controversial. But you you alienate anywhere from forty to sixty percent of your your population that's watching, for sure. And then are they going to come back to you, or are they just going to go, "This guy's a jerk"? You know, I I personally thought you were a really nice guy without ever meeting you, just based on well, your videos. Good. And now I think you're an absolute jerk. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that means so, I was doing a good job at first, at least. So. Yeah, yeah. You see, you never meet your heroes, man. Never yep, meet your that's heroes. That's what they say. <laughs> But uh, no, I mean, it's, it's a smart move. You know, I've seen other YouTubers start to go down that route of, you know, calling other people out or, you know, nitpicking certain things. And, and there's a fun, tactful way of doing it. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the destructive way. And I think that's great advice not to, to go down that route. Be the bigger person. Yeah. Well, and I, I kind of, lear- you know, I'm, I'm a little bit younger, let's say. Um, so when I started this, I was still in high school and maybe I'm 45 now. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's right. Um, yeah, but our beer, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Um, 
you know, maybe I didn't understand that as well. So I made like a video complaining about an order I had, whether it was um, reasonable or not, I should, should not make videos like that. And so that's a good learning lesson too. If you're ever starting a YouTube channel or, you know, just avoiding drama in general, I think is good policy, especially, you know, if you have the ability to make videos on it, I think that compounds it probably and makes it worse. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and let's be honest here. This is not a big community, dude. Like no. it, it may seem that way every once in a while, but you know, it, it, the amount. Okay. So I live close to Tinley. Most people that I watch on YouTube show up at Tinley, you know? Yeah. And, and so it's one of those things I'm walking around and, you know, if I said something nasty about, let's say, David from Tiki's Geckos, you know, I don't <laughs> yeah. know him at all, right? He seems like a super nice guy. He's super knowledgeable. I'd love some of his geckos, but mm -hmm. like, you know, he could look at me and go, you know, right, <laughs> and, right. and then yeah. I could ruin a relationship where maybe we need something from each other or, you know, we could learn something from each other and you don't want to burn those bridges before you even, you know, have a chance to build them, let alone, hundred percent, you know, maintain them. Yeah. I'm with you. That's just a good life lesson. I agree. You know? Yeah. So many you ever thought about be... going into counseling? Maybe I should be. There you go. <laughs> you got a soothing, deep voice for it. You know? Yeah. That that would yeah you know you could calm some people down for sure. I uh, very cool. <laughs> nice. I uh, so okay. One, that's that kind of actually leads me to another good question. Is you know you hear a lot of people talk about well man I'd love to do this full time whether that be breeding. Or the, whether that be being YouTuber. So again, I work with a, a lot of young adults, right? Uh, high school kids. And you'd be surprised how many people go, I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be an influencer, right? A, how realistic do you, since you've been doing this for a while, do you see that, do you do this full time? You know, whether it be one of the two things, you know, um, what advice would you give my kids if, if they were listening to this video? I would say anything's possible. Um, obviously I've loved to make videos and I know it's definitely possible, um, depending on what you do. And mm -hmm. I would say that it's possible if I continued with my gaming, even though I would have hated it, I could be have done, I could have been doing that full time. So gecko channel though um tough that'd be hard yeah. and breeding geckos the adsense isn't as uh, good with geckos as it is for gaming it's it's actually better but the oh um, really yeah for sure i mean uh like eight times better but the really of, okay cool the community is smaller so it's much smaller yeah yeah and you know it's just nice i never created the gecko channel to make money I just wanted to show what I was doing. I thought it'd be cool. And then it kind of turned mm -hmm. into educational stuff over time, which is a great thing too. If you're not, I feel like there's two types of content you can make is like funny or mm -hmm. educational. But if you haven't, if you have no experience, it's hard to educate. So you can just document what you've done then, which is kind of what I did in yeah. the beginning. Um, but the gecko channel pays for my crickets every month and that's about it. So that's nice. Yeah. But they, they, it helps. Yeah. Any little bit, you know, I told yeah. my wife, you know, that's the one thing I kind of noticed with people who make money with geckos, whether it be again, just breeding or YouTube is that most of us just reinvest it back into yeah. our animals. 
you know, like I want to, as soon as I make some money, uh, and I won't make it on YouTube, I'm going to make it selling these babies is I just want to buy bigger, nicer PVC enclosures. Like that's my goal. Um, and I, I want to give these geckos the best life possible. And that's what I see as a trend with a lot of the people in the hobby, which I think is a great thing. You know, I agree. How many people can, you know, afford, I mean, these, these PVC enclosures or even the, the enclosures you have behind you that are really nice. I mean, it ain't cheap. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Everything's so, expensive. Not, a, not everybody has, you know, you know, a few grand, let alone 10 grand to shove into that kind of stuff. So for sure, uh, if these geckos can help us just make their life a little bit easier, why not? Yeah. Um, very cool. Well, kind of going into back about the, the YouTube journey, did you ever, you know, you said you, you got kind of burnt out with your first channel. Have you ever gotten to the point where you're th- thinking, all right, I'm, I'm burning out here. Maybe maybe I should just, you know, do one last video. You did tease me on, on uh, April Fool's, you know, <laughs> saying it's your last yeah. video. So thank you for that. Uh, that was great clickbait. Nice. <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? It was fantastic. I was like, what? No way. Because you're, you're, no offense. Yours is not, like you said, there's comedian channels, educational, you know. There's already another guy around your area, Charlie Barron, who's the, the comedian, right? Oh, yeah. You, you know, know who I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. So I'm actually going to go see him this weekend uh, live, awesome. which is fun. That's cool. Yeah. But, you know. So I didn't expect that. So way to, way to go and get me on that one. Uh, <laughs> nice. But can you tell me, did you ever find where, where you maybe were actually thinking about it and what kept you going with uh, this content? I don't know if I've ever came that close. I would say I've come closer to running out of content to make, which is fair enough. It, like you mentioned kind of earlier in the podcast, it's difficult over time to make consistent content about lizards. I mean, things change, but not a whole lot. Um, yep. If I ever I like thought about it today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I don't know if I've ever came that close to be honest with you. I enjoy making videos. That's a good thing. And I've been making them for so long and it, it was always my dream to continue to film. And I've been doing it for nine years this year, going on 10. Um, I would say if it's a chore to you and you dislike making them, it's going to be painful for you to ever create a long-term channel if you don't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's true with anything uh, that we really want to do and set our mind to is, is, you know, you have to look at it as you have to find some enjoyment, right? If you hate running, don't go and try to run a marathon. You, you're not going to, you're not going to do it if you hate it. Yeah. Um, you know, but if you love lifting weights or playing with geckos, you, you might get swollen. You might, you know, produce some nice geckos. Sure. Uh, so I think that that's great advice. Um, all right. So last kind of major topic I want to focus on are your projects, right? We talked a little bit earlier about your red phantoms and how you're known for that. Um, are we just sticking with that and going or, you know, uh, if you don't mind me asking if this is a well-kept secret, but do you have any favorite other projects or any future plans where you see yourself in the next few years that you can kind of give us a teaser to, or just uh, talk about a little bit? Love to see where you're going. Well, I do have a couple things that are kind of similar to Red Phantoms, I'll say. 
um, that okay. I'm going to be working on in the future. But the Red Phantoms are going to be a major focus. And, you know, within Red Phantoms, you also have other things like Red Phantoms with white spots. Um, I love the ones that have the strong pinstriping. And so those can kind of be broken up into their own little segments or even like um, Red Phantom Lily Whites. So I'm going to continue on with that. But I also have some other Phantom stuff that I'm incorporating that I am excited to work with. And so those are a little bit newer to me as well. But okay. it's going to be a lot of Phantom yeah. stuff going down the road. I like that. It's very clean. I love the the Phantom look. I, I, I think a lot of people can agree. Anything red and Lily White is oh, yeah. gorgeous. <laughs> I mean, if I could just pluck with limited funds one gecko out of somebody's pocket... It would be a not even a high coverage, but a, a medium coverage, bright red, lily white tricolor. Ooh. To me, they look like like meatballs. You know, yeah. like <laughs> they're they're amazing. Yeah, that with good head structure. You know. Yep. Um, okay, if you had unlimited funds right now, right? I, I give you a million bucks to to go Ooh. and start a new project. What would you pluck out right now out of the market? Well, actually, there's something that I'm wanting to work with that isn't yep. really secret, but it's hard to find. So I don't even know if I had a million bucks, but um, orange phantoms, orange, like some of the ones I have are kind of orangey red, but like yeah. an actual like bright orange, like scissors, orange, red or yep. scissors, orange. That's what I'd be going for. And those are hard to find. Like those are harder to find than like azanthics or some of the higher end morphs, especially clean ones, no spots, mm -hmm. just a nice uniform color. Um, that's something I would like to work with too. Um, kind of work them into my red stuff. Yep. No, I think orange is an underrated color in both the Crested Gecko market as well as the Gargoyle market. I've got a really nice orange pair that I, the first girl I bought, uh, Hawaii, I, I'll show a picture of her right here. But she is a gorgeous six stripe orange, and mm -hmm. I lucked into it. You know, I, I just took whatever was available. Yeah, I didn't know what, and I just go. I, I want something with high coverage, and so I lucked into that. But I think there's something about orange, and with gargoyles, what I've learned is that the color stacks upon itself, so it's hard to keep the orange because if you take orange and mix it with orange, sometimes you get red. Uh -huh. um, and then if you take red and mix it with red, you get deeper red, you know? And so I don't know how that works with crested geckos, if that's similar. Uh, I think yellow is a whole different thing, according to the people I've talked to that know way more than me. But um, what's that like with crested geckos in, in either your experience or do you have any idea? Um, I don't have a lot of experience with yellow phantoms or orange, but I know for red, mm -hmm. um, I have some that continually produce more like ready orange animals and then i have some mm -hmm. that continually get as the generations go on get darker 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 red and so it kind of almost becomes brown after a while i have some yep. that are on that verge where they're almost so dark red that they're turning brown uh, because of the phantom gene i think and so yep. i wish i wish it was gargoyle geckos with that bright that deep red beautiful mm -hmm. I wish I could just pluck that and put it on some crusty geckos. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if, so it's kind of If that tough. was the case, I agree. If that was the case, I'd probably be more into crested geckos because 
uh, that's what sold me was was some of these these just absolute bright reds, bright oranges, yes. and they stay fired up or fired down. Uh, you know, the I don't know. I'm I'm biased. I think gargoyle geckos are better than crested geckos. You might disagree with me. Well, to be honest with you, I think that the I've seen some really like you're talking about David from Tiki's Geckos. Some of his red yeah. stripe stuff, those reds. I won't lie. I like I like some of those more than some of my red phantom stuff. Like, <laughs> those are amazing. I, I love them. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 killing it over there. And I've seen some other breeders that are absolutely killing it with some of the coverage. Um, it's starting to leak onto the face, the eyebrows, past yeah. lipstick. Um, you know, and that's different to me. That that's that's markings versus the undertone. Like you've got the base color and then you've got the markings. And so like, I have a completely red gecko. I mean, when she is fired up, she's completely red. When she's fired down, she's purple with red stripes. Right. And so really cool. Uh, Eve, I'll I'll put a picture of her here again for everybody. But, um, but that's different than just ridiculous markings all over the head. Right. Um, Phil Tremper, I just saw a picture on his uh, Instagram that I'll have to send you. It is drool worthy of what he's producing. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, that's the cool thing. They're both, they're both so similar. Uh, obviously there's nuances, but uh, th- there's room on our racks, hopefully for both in the future. Yeah. And that right? would be the dream. Wouldn't it have huge collection of gargoyles and crusted geckos? Just yep. both. They're amazing. Yeah. It'd be amazing. Especially if my wife will stay with me at that point. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> No more geckos. <laughs> no. Well, she just said if, if if I want a really easy divorce, just bring home a snake. Oh, yeah? You know, it would be cheaper. Yeah. No. She, snakes draw the line. Absolutely not a chance. You, Don't even joke about it. She has nightmares about it. She'll wake up. Did you buy a snake? No, I didn't buy a snake. I swear. Really? You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I don't personally mind snakes. I, I yeah. will hold them. I think they're cool. Uh, so, so no snake hate love or no snake hate here. Uh, don't, don't come after me in the comments. Yeah, they're gonna cancel uh, for this. <laughs> oh, I know. Seriously, they're gonna send me letters. But what are you gonna do? Um, yeah. yeah. So the snake thing gets me. But uh, very cool. All right. So we've talked about kind of where you would like to go, where you possibly are going with some of your stuff. I'm really interested to see. Maybe I'll have to get some babies from you. Um, We've already talked about the market, kind of where we can kind of guess where it is. But, uh, you know, where do you see your channel going? Is it just more of the same or do you do you have any other kind of fun things that you're hoping to, to incorporate? Yeah, well, I think there is eventually a limited mm-hmm. amount of Crusted Gecko only content I can make. And I'd kind of advocate for anyone who's interested in creating a channel to stick with one thing for a certain while until you feel like you've Mm -hmm. kind of hit your max. And I I would kind of picture it like this, like a V where you're starting with one thing and you're getting more broad over time. So it would kind of make sense for me to eventually maybe do a little bit more of other new Caledonian stuff like Lichianus. I had a Lichianus at one point, loved it, um, but I sold it to focus on the Cresteds. Um, yep. But I'd maybe like to get one of those. I've never had a Chihuahua. I'd like one of those. Gargoyles, obviously. Love a good red. Um, and so maybe one day in my future, I'll be doing something like that. That'd be the ultimate goal, I guess. But 
That'd be awesome. Yeah. No, I think it's great. I, you know, I'm a hundred percent, you know, I do want to expand to all the other new Cal stuff. I, eventually one day. And, uh, I think we all have very similar stories where, where if we do niche down, we all had it in the very beginning. It's almost like Pokemon. Right? Yeah. You got to catch them all. But then, then you realize, wait, I can put some away and focus on these to train. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then you can go and do another storyline with n- new Pokemon. But, uh, I don't know. I was, I was a complete Pokemon geek back in the day. I think most, oh, of, yeah? most of the people can relate to that because we like collecting animals. Yeah. And, right? and they're just, digital pocket animals that's so hard too because like i love so many different especially the new caledonian geckos i really wish i could just have different projects with all of them but i also believe that if you want to succeed in any of them you gotta you gotta focus for a while at least and and honestly if i had my choice before i kind of even dove into this chewies spoke to me they Really? really did some of those white collars and yeah, I, I watched, uh, I think it was one of Dave Kaufman's videos talking mm. to, uh, I, I, I can, all, I can never say the name correctly. Get gone a days. Is that how, how, do you know who I'm talking about? I, yeah. I know who you're talking about, but I can't yeah, say it Did either. I say that correctly? Get, yeah. Get no, I, so anyway, some, some gorgeous crested geckos and amazing chewies and, uh, but you know, and he's actually got some reasonable price ones, but with those white collars, I mean, you're talking some serious money, you know, yeah. like you go to Chihuahua chamber and stuff like that. It's like, Oh, six grand. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't even know right. that. <laughs> oh, some do. Yeah. I mean, really? Cause yeah. I, my theory is, is if I'm, if I'm going to stay small, I can never have a collection of a hundred, 200 geckos. It, I say that now, but, um, I want to produce the best I can afford and so that always means buying the best that I can afford. I'd rather buy less and have better quality, if that makes sense. That's perfect. Um, yeah, that's really so. the way to do it. But yeah, I, I've seen some Chihuahuas. I'm more into, I've seen some of the ones that are more like ready pink or yeah, kind of got that red coloration. Not quite, but I've seen some of those. And I really like those too. Yeah, it's too bad the mainlands don't get enough attention. I know everybody focuses on the P- Pine Islands, but um, I, Jekko's Gecko sold me back in the day a really gorgeous, one of his red line uh, mm. mainlands. And they're reasonable. You know, they're like three, dollars $400 even back oh, a few years ago. That's not much. Um, no, and actually, I mean, so you get all the coolness of a, a Chewy, but they just don't have the, the resale value, at least back then. I, hopefully that picks up. Um, and they obviously don't have the white collar. But, yeah, it, some of those are really gorgeous. I think if somebody took that and really went with some of the colors, that could be a nice niche. Yeah. And so. that's kind of unfortunate, too, that they don't have a larger market. Um, I don't, I don't, have you sold any gargoyles yet, or are you still in the very beginning? So I'm in the beginning. I haven't sold any of these babies. Now, I, you know, not to go too far down my story, but like, again, I always wanted to buy the best I could. And if there was a gecko that I looked at as it started to grow, because I always go, go and buy smaller babies. Um, if I looked at them, like it's not progressing the way I really want it to, I would put it up for sale and try mm-hmm. to make more money knowing that it's older and not gouge people, but just, you know, 
For sure. uh, if I bought it for $400, I'd sell it for $500. And uh, so then I'd make a little more money and I'd buy a gecko, save up, you know, a Christmas gift or a birthday gift worth of money, a uh, bonus for Christmas, you know, at work. Nice. And that was my free money uh, <laughs> that I, I was allowed to kind of throw into the geckos. Or I, I literally went and sold all my dumbbells that I definitely, you know, have huge plans <laughs> because I don't use them. Um, you know, and I was like, I sold those and invested them. But I... So I've sold quite a few on Morph Market, but not of my own production. My best thing and what got me some of my best geckos um, was actually, and I haven't told many people this, I bought some amazing geckos um, that did turn out way better than I could have ever hoped. But I had some people reach out to me and they said, hey, I saw your gecko on Instagram or I saw it on Facebook. You selling? And I told him no. I go, no, no, that's one of my best males. Are you kidding me? Forget right. that. And they're like, okay, well, if you ever change your mind, let me know. And they were very nice and everything. And then I thought about it. Well, it can't hurt that. How much were you offering? <laughs> right? Yeah. And they're like, well, throw me a number. No, you throw me a number. No, you throw me a number. You know? And we go back. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'm going to throw out some some number that I will say yes to. I'll throw out a number that I'll, th I'll say yes to. And, and I didn't want to be ridiculous. I looked at market value and I did. And they said, yes. And I'm uh, like, holy shit. Okay, cool. <laughs> and then, and then I, I was like, all right, I've got X amount of money now. And my wife's like, we're going on a vacation. I go, no, 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 no. This is going back in the geckos. <laughs> and so I bought my really high-end stuff with that money. And nice. I couldn't have done it without those people. So if you're one of those people that bought one of my, my geckos and, and you know who you are, um, thank you. You're amazing. Hopefully you're enjoying them as much as I would have. But yeah, so that was my little story of, of my selling. Sorry, that was a tangent. No, that was, was your good. point with me. So <laughs> I was just I was just going to ask you, was it did you find it difficult? But obviously. Not really. No, no. I mean, I'm finding what's well, OK. On the other end of the spectrum, I've got a male that I bred this year was probably my best producing male. Granted, it's his first year, but but he got the job done and she's pumping out eggs more consistently than anybody else. But it's not the direction I want to go. You okay. know, and so I put them on Morph Market. Uh, I put them on, you know, all the other Facebook, Instagram, social media sites. I literally have not gotten a single hit on them. And oh. I dropped, I mean, I thought maybe, okay, I, I overpriced them. I asked a bunch of people, drop the price, drop the price, still no hits. I just have them off. You know, I'll keep them at this point. Sure. Um, but yeah, so I found that was hard because what I've seen is, at least with gargoyles, the two, three, four thousand dollar geckos are selling. Really, I've seen those sell. At least if you look at Morph Market, because actually watching your video, I got that idea. I'm like, okay, what is the market doing? Let's look at the data, and then I'm also looking to see what else sold, and it's all the two, three hundred dollar geckos. But that five hundred dollars to a thousand dollars, they're sitting. Some nice geckos, some stuff I wish I had a thousand dollars to spend on. Sure. I was just so I don't know if you see that with Crested's. Yeah, I think the range is a little bit different for so like you would say 500 to 1000 is for gargs where it's kind of tough. I'd say yeah, five up to 2000. 2000. I'd say it's really rough around 500 to 2000 right now. And I, and for Crested's if I had to say I would say anything like maybe 100 to 
let's say five is where the majority of geckos fall. So I think you have the yep. most competition in a way there. And so that probably makes it a lot more difficult as well. And that's kind of always been the case, even pre COVID or mm -hmm. I don't, that's a bad word on YouTube. Um, oh, you, nah, you can say it. Um, pre 2020, that was even hard then too to sell animals in that range, just because it's kind of mid range where a lot of them fall. And it's almost easier yeah. to sell those higher end, like you said, with the gargs to, yeah. to sell those. So that's interesting. It's, it's very interesting. I think also, you know, one thing I've noticed is that even stuff that I'm like, is it over two grand? Like, really? Maybe it's because of a name or a bloodline. I get the bloodlines more than anything. But I think that when you price certain things higher, people think it's valued more. Oh, and don't... so they're willing to spend money on that. Oh, you no. want to go down that rabbit hole? That's a bad one. That <laughs> um, funny story about that. Uh, okay. Literally, this isn't bad. Um, literally yesterday, I had someone inquire about a gecko. They had purchased a male for me before and sure. they were looking for a female. And so I didn't really have a good female on my site, but I always am willing to look through stuff. I'm holding back because I hold a lot of females back. And so I, awesome. they told me kind of what they were looking for price range. And I said, okay, well, I think this one would be nice for your female or for your male that you bought for me, but it's less than what you said, your price range budget. They said like, let's just say it was $500. And I showed them one that was 300. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, you know, this would be nice. It's cheaper than what you're hoping for. So, you know, that would be mm -hmm. good. And it, and it really was something nice. And they responded yeah. to me something along the lines of, I want something more expensive. And I was like, well, you know, that doesn't really mean it might be nicer. I thought this one was nice and it was less, but I, right. they were newer. And I think they still correlated, like you said, price to quality. And I don't think it. No, it doesn't always, but I fall into that trap sometimes, especially when I'm at shows more than anything. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, online, I can use my rational brain and, and go, okay, think about it for a few days. But um, sometimes those quick decisions, you know, you look at, okay, my price range, let's say it is $1,000 to buy a new gargoyle. You know, I know I want to get one. I have an idea. I've looked at Morph Market before I go. If someone shows me a gecko that's $500 and it's sort of what I was looking for, Hopefully I'm smart enough to buy that. But I also know deep down, I'm like, well, if this is what I can get for $500 here, what can I get for $1,000? <laughs> right? Yeah. And if I only want to buy one gecko, you know, and it's, maybe you can miss out on it, right? Sure. And so it, it's it's a mental game. I mean, there's there's psychology with this, right? I could go into yeah. that and I won't. But it, it, it's, it's perceived value versus true value. Right. Even... You know, some of the deals that I've gotten, I have a, a mail up here that I, it was not cheap. Okay. I'm not saying it was cheap by any means. I don't think it was, but to me, I think this breeder was just very, very good to me. And when she told me the price, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be able to afford this, but okay, shoot me one. And when she told me a price that I was, I was happy about it because it was on the upper end of my budget, but you know, psychologically, like everybody's like, there's no way you only spent that much money on it. Yeah. You know? And so it, it, you get what I'm trying to say? Like yeah. it's worth more, but I spent less, but I'm happy because my budget was higher. 
Right. It was right where the bottom. I don't know. So the psychology of it. Yeah. Um, is, everybody wants a deal. Yeah. Everyone wants yeah. value, but it's, it's that, that correlation. You want a deal, but you want value. If you can get both together and feel that way as a buyer, man, that's the sweet spot. Yeah. It's right? just, that's one of the things I've repeated a lot over time is like price and, and value are not always. Mm-mm. Cause it, it's nice when it feels they're the same, but it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Like if I price my red phantoms at $3,000, let's say that doesn't make yeah. them that valuable, <laughs> but would someone Unless buy them? someone buys them. Yeah. Well, maybe. And, and this is the other thing too. A lot of people. So I just, uh, I, when this goes out, it'll be a week from my last uh, video where, where I talked with uh, Dakota from Dakota Blue Exotics, right? Yeah. And so one thing that we brought up in that conversation was that why he got into YouTube initially was he wanted brand recognition so that people actually would buy his animals. That's and there's something thing. to be said about that, right? I mean, I remember I, I, I've talked to, to Jake from Red Rack a few times. Um, I haven't bought anything from him, but I was close to buying and looking at his stuff. He just didn't have it at the right time. And I, why would I buy it from him over all the other amazing gargoyle breeders? Why? Because I felt like I could trust him. He was on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? That's a hundred percent a real thing. People will message me yeah. on Morph Market. Hey, saw your video, you know, or see your YouTube channel and I like it, you know, and I'm interested in this. Yeah. And that wasn't my initial intention with making my channel, but it's been a nice side benefit that I didn't even think of. So, yeah, just another, another benefit, but you know, um, what's cool is too, is, you know, I think a lot of the people who are on YouTube, you know, kind of like uh, Spider-Man says with great power comes great responsibility, right? So not to screw over people and give them a fair price and, and oh, treat them well, sure. just like you're, you're any other business. Otherwise you're not going to, you're going to get a reputation. Um, so I think uh, everybody so far has been doing a great job with that. Yeah. Um, very cool. Well, Hey, I've been having a blast. This, this is, this is, uh, you know, just so much fun chatting with you. I know that, that we've talked a lot about different topics about YouTube and geckos, and I'm going to have to get you a gargoyle, you know, one I of these one. days. We'll, we'll, we'll. So you, you, here, if you, if you don't know, my third video that I posted a few weeks back, we're doing a giveaway. As soon as we hit 500 subscribers, all you, you got to do. You up. There you go. So <laughs> please. No, no, no. Honestly, no. Please, all people, and this is if this is still going on, if I have not hit 500 subscribers, I just got to put a little plug in here. Go back to that third video with Firehouse uh, uh, Geckos, and what you got to do is share the video. Then you've got to go and uh, uh, tag both me and Firehouse Geckos in whatever post. So, so subscribe, share the video, and remember to tag both of us. But you could, I mean, you could do it too. Enter, you know, I'd love to give away my gecko to you. Darren's giving away a gecko. That's two different chances. So, nice. that's uh, awesome. And if you don't win, I'll still try to hook you up with one. Yeah, uh, I got to get you some questions too. Eventually, one day. There we go. I think that's a trade made in heaven. Uh, <laughs> but uh, very cool. Well, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for coming on. I, uh, you know, it, it was an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Just when I was getting started with some some tips and tricks, you were so nice to talk about about you know 
things that I could do to get started. And that meant the world to me. And it means even more to me that you're on this, this, uh, this small little channel right now, just, just starting out. But uh, I'll always talk geckos with you. You're, you've, you've been an absolute blast. So thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you for having me. I'm down to talk geckos, YouTube, anything, anytime. I love it. Thanks. Very cool. Not that you probably need this, but just uh, to help sign us off, where can people go if they want to find you or your geckos? What's the best places to, to reach you? Best place would be probably Instagram. You can find me at Sostic Reptiles on Facebook too, at Sostic Reptiles. Awesome. Very cool. Well, definitely go check them out on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and uh, you have a second channel too, don't you? Sostic 2. Yes. You're Sostic right. 2. Yeah, go, go check out Sostic 2 as well. So, um, yeah, absolute pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much, and you have a wonderful rest of your night. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. Hey, if you've enjoyed this video and want to encourage me to make more Gargoyle Gecko content, do me a favor. Hit that subscribe button, share this with a friend, and maybe uh, check out one of the videos right over there. I'll see you next time on Gecko Cove.